chapter two. My, what black eyes you have. A gnat flew up Hargeet's house cavity and threatened to shut the entire operation down. And it would have accomplished said coup if he hadn't blown it out into the passing dirt and spit on its snot log course because he was just that kind of guy. The heat was ravenous that day. His insides felt like they were stewing together in some mighty tasty facts. But it was a cannibalic feeling he'd grown long used to. Who would took could do that to a man? Got him used to things that were so awful he felt lost without them. He slapped himself in the face and wiped the remains of the mosquito on his horse. She didn't mind, he knew, but he also didn't speak hoarse. It was also hot. He was pretty sure he'd already said that, but he'd made him less likely to listen, especially to himself, and he couldn't believe that idiot he had wrapped up behind him was actually humming. He didn't know what the tune was from. He could almost guarantee, in fact, that it was made up because he was in a bad mood and wasn't much a man of music or joy. But he still couldn't believe he was humming and smacking his lips and cooing like he was a pigeon or a person who was very good at cooing but very bad with basic human dignity. But Six X seemed satisfied, not terrified, not wailing, crying, pleading, praying, begging Hunky not to hurt him, to let him free. And that bothered the shit out of Hunky. He might have been a novice in that trade, but he was positive people weren't supposed to hum and coo and sniff while not only being kidnapped, but also being baked beneath the two little lunar-tickling suns. But Hunky didn't like to think, so he soon chalked the strange behavior up as an unfortunate side effect of suffocating a stupid person. Zigzag was actually doing great. He wasn't any more deranged or suffocated than he usually was, both real feats all their own. Zigzag... <laughs> Again, the quilt around him smelled strongly of alcohol and radishes. Such an odd combination had to be right. He wiggled again. His stomach was thrown across the horse. He was sure of that because the thing he was on was making horse sounds he could have imitated if he hadn't chosen to <laughs> instead. He swore he smelled air, which made sense, he supposed, since air was everywhere. It could get into anywhere if someone let it in when it knocked. It was the sort of thing he also supposed that you just liked to welcome into your home when it came over with the pain of spring and some brownies and all that oxygen he heard so much about. But there were some people in life who didn't appreciate air. He'd heard in his head once about those kinds of people and spent many of his countless waking hours mourning the whoop's abandonment of them. Harkeet coughed. He did not appreciate air or trees as he tossed the butt of his cigarette into the woods and lit up another one. He suddenly remembered something, a schoolteacher of his had said, when he was just a few whiskers short of a swamp troll's genitalia, that smoking killed and would leave him a lonely degenerate in a dark alley, lying in a pool of his own blood and vomit, while a guy by the name of Mr. Stammy blew smoke in his face and made sweet intercourse with his mama. His teacher had also been arrested the following day for licking strangers. Hunky <laughs> lit his first cigarette a few years after that. He did not appreciate air, but ugly people often didn't. Fact. Air was for pretty people. Another fact. Harky was big and ugly and mean because his mother had told him so, and apparently mothers knew best, even though Harky kind of wished his was dead. He had skin thicker than the thickest brigandbug, corpuses of hair that could have scrubbed even the most corroded nagagut casserole dish clean, scars that formed constellations maybe from another galaxy, and long-forgotten tattoos only receive while drunk and by a drunk. 
His face was damaged by every force of nature imaginable, especially if you believe getting into half-conscious, half knife fights, a force of nature. His beard was a marvel, a clusterfuck of hair and patches, with the scars kept the man fur from raging complete fuck over his face. The least hairy parts of him were his head, clean-shaven nearly three weeks prior, and his left butt cheek due to a currently unidentified anal disturbance. He wore dark, crinkled leather that was so much like his own skin he could have gone naked and no one would have known the difference. On top of that were a frayed vest, layered in enough highways and tuckaways to conceal all the murders of the world, a belt that housed a few items of the killing sort, and boots that looked to be older than he was. Simply put, he looked like a man who'd never sniffed the air and thanked it kindly. Sixack was a thankful sort of shithead. He liked the air. It had never maimed him except those three times. But Harkin didn't understand this passion. His nose was as close as his heart, but not his ears. Stop that! Oh, stop what? Sniffing. It's fucking weird. Oh, uh, uh, I'm sorry, but but I can't resist. <laughs> Smells decadent. You're smelling horse ass. Mm, very robust, your horse's butt. <laughs> he sniffed again. Oh, it was an intoxicating mix. A fragrant bouquet of undaunted freedom, fresh air, an equine anus. He, ah, the very content. Weird. Harkeet spat for emphasis. He bunkered down and stared at the road ahead. Smoke pilfered his eye juices and throat spit, and he later swore that a little must have gotten into his brain with that and that when he willingly continued their conversation. Bees don't like you sniffing her ass, okay? Oh, I didn't know we were in the presence of a lady. <laughs> My apologies, Lady Bees. Sixack took another good whiff of the brown horse's butt, and <laughs> she in turn grunted because she was classy, and classy ladies never let men sniff their asses without proper consent. Moron, stop sniffing her ass and she'll be fine. Well, I'd sniff something else if my nose was somewhere else, but since it's not, I can't sniff anything else at all, which I suppose makes sense. I'm not sure. Does that make sense? <laughs> He maneuvered a bit, his stomach pressed snugly against the lady horse's rump. The ropes around him constricted more as he did this, but he just continued to smile. He was having a great time. He was pretty sure a gnat had somehow crawled up his nose, and for the second it managed to not die, as most things that crawled up his orifices did. He felt even more wonderful. He almost felt like he was tickling himself. He felt so tickled. And while that was yet another paradox he had to contend with, he was still as happy as a baby clam being tickled. Oh, can, can, can I sit up my captor? Arkeed pinched him in reply. Oh, you pinch with much more virility. <laughs> May I sit up near my captor? Arkeed thought about punching him that time, but instead said, No, and don't call me that. Then may I call you Dingboar? It's a lovely name, I think. Makes you think of simpler times, doesn't it? <laughs> Dingboar, can you unwrap me, please? No, my name ain't fucking Dingboar. Oh, but the air. I bet it smell awfully wonderful not through this radishy quilt, which is good too, don't get me wrong, but I like air. It smells good, you smell good too. Can I sit up? That'd be great. <laughs> Shut the fuck 
up. Glasgow, if you would please... <laughs> you really like pinching, don't you? The fuck did I say? Up. Okay, Drew, in a deep breath. <sighs> I felt suddenly very tired and very, very sober. Stop talking. Okay. Zigzag settled back down, presumably to attempt this. Shutting up. Concept and huggied for the first time since the kidnapping was met with silence. He was not surprised that it didn't last. Sulikulaka, can we maybe remove the blanket for a second? She's trying to get a little stuff in here. And radishes, do you eat radishes? I can't eat them. They make my tummy feel silly and queasy and up chalkish. No, you can't sit up. Yes, I eat fucking radishes. Don't fucking call me. Whatever it was you just shit from your fucking mouth. Please, please not Sulikulaka. Zigzag whined. And whined, and whined, and whined, and whined, and... Please, 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 Oh, I won't ask for another thing, I swear. Please, I feel like a stuffed sausage. Which I imagine wouldn't feel that pleasant, though I suppose it could. I've never been one. Have you ever been one? What's your favorite color? Fucking shit. Their steady trot came to a short stop. Zigzag surely would have tumbled off Madame Beast's buttocks. If a hand as large as a troll's hadn't caught and dragged him to his feet. The dirt beneath his little bare feet was hard, and as he tunneled his toes into the ground, Hookied, even through his fury, noticed that Sixag's feet were wider than bone. Hookied yanked the rope from around Sixag's body and pushed him, quilt and all, to the ground. You have ten seconds. For what? Eight seconds. Oh, 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 you mean to breathe. <laughs> Zigzag quickly stood and took a big breath <gasps> of glorious, albeit unneeded air. The quilt blocked most of the good stuff, but there was something nice to be said about the smell of Harkeed stuff, too. You're very nice. <laughs> Not like a pinchy crustacean at all, though I've never really talked to a crustacean, so it might be unfair to call them pinchy. What do you think? Five seconds. But if you were a crustacean, I think you'd be a mollusk. 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 Huh. I never noticed how weird that word is. Mollusk. Shut up. Two seconds. He started a steady pace of hopping up and down, up and down, up and down. Oh, uh, I'll make the best of those two seconds, General Glubbledub-Dub. Rule of all things, crustaceous. Harkeed's hairy face scrunched up so much, it looked like the butt of a very constipated raccoon. Six sack. <laughs> the And what he could make out through the quilt. The fuck is wrong with you? Hmm, that's a good question. Lord Lickett of the constipated rodents, north of the smelly people, but east of General Glubbadubdub, rule of all things Christianist. Who is that for you? Oh, it's amazing you have the time between ruling dueling kingdoms to come play with me. Oh, he'd never had a stroke before, but he was pretty sure he was having a stroke. His shoulders tensed. And that adamant purple vein on his forehead shook like it was being shocked. 
shook, 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 till all he felt was that doomsday and purple vein, shaking, 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 till he was sure the stroke had metamorphed into a seizure. Harky went back to an old trick for relieving stress. He learned of the military. The first step was to get drunk. But then Hunky remembered he didn't have any alcohol and kicked a rock as hard as he could. Six sack, ooh, the and all. Time's up. He tried to grab Six Sack, but Hunky found Six Sack to be surprisingly quick for someone so stupid. The more dim witted the brain, he newly discovered, the more quick witted the feet. But alas, I am like the wind. Hucky dove again and missed just as splendidly. Stop, you little shit! Never, Mr. Bingadee! Never! But never must have been a very short time because Hucky left forward and caught the tip of the quilt with unexpected ease. Six sacks ing was nearly deafening to Hakeed. Oh no, you've got me, Kingpin Boy. I told you, my name ain't. But Hakeed stopped, the whole quilt in hand, and he was sure that never in his life had he needed booze more than he did then. Sixack had big black eyes that were missing the whites and a little nose that was as cute as a button. That was Hunky's first impression. His second impression was that the little man's skin was as white as his teeth, which were pointed like a piranha's, invisible through his gaping O of a mouth. And he had big eyelashes, the kind of eyelashes ladies long for, so they could someday find someone who would love them for their eyelashes. But even longer than that, like countless strings of glowworms shifting back and forth, back and forth, in a cave that never been beamed by the light. Or maybe like maggots gnawing away at a rotten black bowels of a long dead, dead thing. That worked too, the very dumbfounded man supposed. Hunky'd shut his eyes as tightly as he could. Surely the moons were playing tricks on him again. And when he opened his eyes, he knew that was surely true because the glaring white of the triple moons made Sixack glow so vibrantly it left Harkeed dazed. Against the black recesses of the sky, hair Harkeed once thought blonde in that nearly pitch-black room shone white, and skin he'd only believed deathly pale was just as empty of color as the sockets of his eyes. From his bare toes that dug into the lunaticka beneath them to the ends of his clawed fingers, to the middle of his bushy knuckles, to the tips of his curly-cupped ears, and to the tuft of fur at the end of his long, white, cat-like tail. Hunky was sure he was actually drunk and had just been too drunk to realize. He wasn't sure why, but he reached forward to touch Sixack, who stared at his finger like it was death itself. Only the tip of it touched Sixack's cheek before the smaller man joined back. But it was enough for Hunky to know that Sixack existed. Not a ghost, but a person who seemed stuck between worlds. Sixack stared at him like he'd gone mad. And maybe he had. Maybe he had gone wild. He looked him dead in the eye, and he must have seemed horrified because Sixack was horrified. Chills rod Harkeed's backbone. He was almost positive that was fear he felt, and it made him furious. 
but those eyes staring up at him, wide and full of darkness and terror, made him suddenly feel something he was sure humans weren't supposed to ever feel. So Harky did the only thing he could do at a time like that. He, <coughs> Ed, spat, fumbled with his crotch, shrugged, and quite platonically said, Um, so, uh, you, uh, you look different. Zigzag's colorless eyes widened, but he didn't say a word. Didn't make a move beyond that. Um, yeah, those are some, uh, weird fucking, uh, eyes you got there. Fuck. He again was met with wide-eyed silence. Um, all right. Yeah, anyways, uh, back on the horse or, uh, I'll, uh, I'll fucking kill you. Or something. You're not scared? Uh, no. Harkeed wasn't sure if that was the truth. He hadn't puked in his mouth or pissed his pants. At least he thought he hadn't, if his empty mouth and dry underwear were any indication. So by that reasoning, he probably wasn't scared. Or in the very least, admit he had very good control of his bodily functions. I'm not... hideous. Harkeed had to think on that. He gave Six like a fleeting look over. He just as quickly flipped his eyes away. Uh, no. He was stared at for a long time. It made his skin cold, but his blood hot. He couldn't describe the feeling, just that it wasn't awful, but it did make him itchy. Then suddenly, Six smiled. His lips were full and nearly blue in their whiteness, like a moldy blueberry or a blooming delphinium. He took a step forward, his white robe dragging the dirt behind him. The billowy hair and cinch there ensemble could hardly stop the glow that erupted from his skin. He shone so brightly against the dull backdrop of the world around them, like a scorching hot star just before it blew the fuck up. Sixak took another step forward and blinked. Fluttered his eyelashes a bit, but only a bit. Really? You you mean that? Harky tried to swallow. His throat felt like it was made of dead leaves. Uh, yeah? Really? Really, really? You don't think I'm, I'm weird looking? Uh, yeah? Six-X smile fell, but Harky quickly said, I mean, uh, yeah, but... You weird, but but not like in a bad way, like a like a Wendigo or a, a troll or a fucking something. So uh, yeah, it's uh, it's not Wendigo weird. Which was a good way of putting it, Huggy believed, because Wendigo weird was shit your pants weird, and Huggy hadn't shit his pants, so obviously Sixack wasn't Wendigo weird. That there was a little something he liked to call math, because that made no sense, and he was really fucking bad at math. And, and you're not scared? Uh, no. Harkeed felt like his flesh was being ripped apart beneath those devouring eyes. His skin erupted with phoenix pimples, and his dry throat flooded with spit. Too many sensations were coming over him at once. Sixx's black eyes moved like oil swelling from the muck. And he suddenly smiled. It startled Harky to see it back again so soon. 
Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, so, uh, do you, um, do people, uh, you know, look at you a lot? Zigzag tipped his head to the very far left. He smiled even wider. Nope. Oh, but just a few people do, normally and only sometimes. I can't remember the last time someone really saw me besides them. Maybe it was a long time ago. Or never ago. I never remember which. Yeah, uh, I could see how that could be a problem. But since he wasn't fucking insane, he really couldn't. Do, do you want to hit me? Part of Harkid's unibrow rose at that. Huh, he thought. He kind of did. But he kind of always wanted to hit something. He just never did enough to actually bother doing it when it came to Sigsack, which was rather strange for him, since he liked bothering to hit people more than he should have admit. Uh, no. No, not, uh, not really. Sigsack tipped his head even further to the side. Hucky quickly added, And I like to hit things, um, normally. Oh. He tipped his head even further. It was just about perpendicular at this point. That, too, was math. Geometry. Or was it grammar? Hmm, he thought. Maybe he should have spent less time trying to hit other children and actually learning something in kindergarten. Nah, fuck school. Oh. Um, yeah, okay, uh, on the horse. You, you still want me to come with you? I still got a job to do, don't I? Sixack tipped his head even further to the left. Now Huggy was pretty sure his head looked like an octagon. Or an adverb. Again, he wasn't sure because, you know, fuck school. But Huggy decided that he looked more like a cat instead. A very curious cat whose eyes bore into his and surely was judging the fuck out of him. Fucking cats and fucking school. And you want me to come with you? Mm, yeah. <gasps> Yay! Can I ride proper this time? No, and the cover goes back on. Oh, but why, good sir? Why, why, why? We were having such a wonderful time. A real bonding session between men, I'd say. <laughs> Look, just shut up and put this shit over you. He grabbed up the discarded rope, but he hesitated. He suddenly remembered Sixack was Sixack, and that was such a terrible thing to remember when you needed your wits about you. Oh, that old wankus! I just want us to get along. I haven't had so much fun in so long. Or was it ever? I forget sometimes. <laughs> the finesse in which Sixack fluttered his eyelashes would have evoked envy in even the courtliest of hookers. Hucky liked hookers. But he was not a courtly man, and he grimaced accordingly. Sixack ceased his fluttering with a flinch. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, I'll be good. Just, just, just don't hate me, please. Hercule hesitated again. He could vomit. He was so disgusted with himself. Just, let, just get on the damn horse. No blanket. Sign up. Shut up before I change my mind. Ooh, hooray for Galapagos!
Oh, damn it, it's Harkeed. Harkey really could have vomited. The disgust was so chunky in his throat. Zigzag. What? My name, it's Zigzag. What? Zigzag. You know, like puke pill, only spelled and pronounced entirely differently. I hear it's a religious derivation. Doesn't it just make your heart swell with sweet sublimity and unholy tinglings? What? Hurricane, you're quite the character, huh? Sixsack made that assessment with a jaunty twirl and a wink. Fuck hammer on the horse. Hucky decided to shut his brain off for the rest of the journey. That was surely the only way to deal with someone who not only didn't have a brain, but was really stupid. Which Hucky would have realized meant the same thing if he'd left his brain on. Never mind everything Hucky told himself. Never mind the freak of a thing he'd kidnapped, or the bizarre fact that Sixsack was thrilled out of his fuckhole to be along for the ride. Never mind all of that. Harkeed had spent his entire life pushing away the bullshit around him, and he wasn't going to stop then. <laughs> Gladly, Harkeed. My good not so good And Sixsack was smiling because he felt something different, deep inside. That would likely result in so much happiness and weirdness. Both him and Huggy were liable to burst. So, he gently took the quill from Huggy, folded it a few times, and flung it over Beast. He easily hopped himself onto her quilted buttocks, and again exclaimed, Let us be off hmm? until the journey ends. Or never ends. That's way better. Yeah, you sure are big and strong. Do you ever think we're not alone in the universe? Like, that someone's watching us? Because I don't, at least not all the time. Did anyone ever tell you that you smell real good? But more importantly, if you could be any animal with six legs, which one would you be? If Harkeed's brain was ever alive before that point, it died right 